Welcome to the C3 Church Podcast. Stay tuned for this week's message. Come on, just lift your hands just one more time. I just really believe that God is healing people. I know that I know that you want people to pray for you. But just would you give God a moment to do something amazing in your life? God, I thank you, Lord. Firmly and sickness is going to be bound tonight. God's setting tonight up for something amazing. He's setting you up for a win. He's setting you up for breakthrough. He's setting you up for something to shift in your life. I believe that tonight. Come on, let's give God a big, big clap and thank you. Everything is done. Everything is done. Amen. Why don't you grab a seat? Just when you grab a seat, just tell somebody you're going to be healed tonight. You're healed tonight. Amen. Thank you, worship team. Unbelievable. Give the worship team another big hand. We're going to get them back as soon as we can. We're going to pray for people and believe for an amazing breakthrough. You know what? It's just a, such an honor for me to minister today. Um, uh, I've been, I was here on Saturday night, Sunday morning, and now tonight. There's no place on the planet I'd rather be than at home church. And, uh, and the reason is because we have got the greatest pastors in the world. I honestly do believe that. Pastor Phil and Pastor Chris Pringle are just the most amazing, the pastors of pastors. And, and there in my world, they have carried so much weight um, and so much influence in my life. And I know that I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing and believing for what I'm believing for without their support and belief in my life. And I'm just wondering tonight, would you help me honor Pastor Phil and Pastor Chris and just thank them for everything that they do and belief in us and we honor them. And tonight I really just want to talk just quickly on a scripture and I've titled the scripture, uh, the, 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 my message tonight, the title is called Healed. And in Luke 5, verse 17, one of my very favorite scriptures, talks about the story of the paralytic. And it says, one day he was teaching. And the Pharisees of the law, who had come from every village in Galilee and Judea and Jerusalem, were sitting there, and the power of the Lord was present for him to heal the sick. And some men carrying a paralytic on a mat tried to take him into the house to lay him before Jesus. When they saw, could not find a way to do this because of the crowd, they went up on the roof and lowered him on his mat through the tiles in front of the crowd, right in front of Jesus. When Jesus saw their faith, he said, friends, friend, your sins are forgiven. And the Pharisees and the teachers of the law began thinking to themselves, who is this fellow who speaks blasphemy? Who can forgive sins but God alone? Jesus knew what they were thinking and asked, why are you thinking these things in your heart? Which is easier to say your sins are forgiven or say get up and walk, but that you may know that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins. He said to the paralyzed man, I tell you, take your mat and go home. Immediately he stood up and, um, uh, sorry, immediately he stood up in front of them, took what he had been lying on and went home praising God and everyone was amazed. And praised God, and they were filled with awe and said, We have seen a remarkable thing today. I love this passage because Jesus is ministering, he's teaching, and 
when he walked into that service that day, like tonight, he felt something. He said, you know what, tonight the power of the Lord is present to heal the sick. And I don't know why it was like that that day, but for whatever reason, the Father in heaven had sent out a a decree. He He had opened the windows of heaven, and he said, tonight, Jesus, when you come to that meeting, you're going to feel something, an atmosphere that maybe you have felt on other occasions, but it was so powerful, he made the statement. He said, the power of the Lord is present to heal the sick. And I believe that what I love about our church here is that because of Pastor Phil and Pastor Chris's belief in the miraculous, that this church is like an open heaven for the miraculous. And when we lift our hands in worship, and when we sing songs like we sung tonight, all of a sudden it opens a, a, a fresh portal for the miraculous to fall in our lives. And it's an exciting moment. You know, when Julian was singing that song tonight, you know, I'm, I'm a healing evangelist. You know, I know that to be true because it's on my business card. And, but I'm listening for that moment. I'm feeling for that moment. And I'm telling you tonight, healing is in this place. God wants to heal people. And so there's another kind of funny little side story to this moment. Because it says the power of the Lord is present to heal the sick. And then you've got these four friends who have got this guy who's paralyzed, unchurched. He's, he's not used to this feeling and they said you know what we're just going to get you into this church and see what kind of happens and uh they walk in they can't get in because the place is jammed out and they're like what are we going to do they have a prayer meeting and one guy thinks oh maybe we'll just lower them through the roof and i love their creativeness as they start to open up the tiles we forget that these stories actually happened that this guy like, starts opening up the roof. I mean, if this was happening tonight, like for real, just we'd be calling security. Christian would be running around and, you know, the police would be called. And, you know, like Jesus is probably having communion. There's dust going into his beard and the communion cup. And like this weird things are happening. And then all of a sudden he gets lowered down. And, I mean, these four guys must be teenagers or young adults, you know, all looking looking down as his friends get lower down, and all those guys go, whoa, this is awesome. They must be teenagers. And Jesus looks at the four friends, looks at the guy, and he makes this amazing statement. He said, because of your faith, sins are forgiven. And the first time in history, only time in the Bible, somebody else's sins are forgiven because of somebody else's faith. And oftentimes, people don't get saved, not because of their lack of faith, but because of ours. Because we don't believe if we can get them in the presence of God, something would happen. 
We don't believe if we can get them in the presence of God, miracles are going to take place. And because of our lack of faith, we want to invite people to church. But these four young men thought, you know what? If I can get my friend in the presence of Jesus, something is going to happen. And so they lowered him down with full expectation that Jesus was going to do something. Then the story flips again because Jesus goes on this weird tangent. He starts talking about sin. I mean, how unusual is that? Jesus walked into the church. He's like, dad wants to heal people. Cool. All service, you'd be wondering who it is. Is it that person? What about that person? That person? That person? That person? That person? Who is it? God wants to heal somebody. And then, God the Father puts him on a platter for Jesus. So he doesn't even have to worry about who it is going to be. It's this guy, Jesus. Thanks, Dad. I mean, he just laid it out for him. But Jesus doesn't go on the healing thing. He doesn't raise him up straight away. He talks about sin. You know what? Sin brings paralysis to your life. Sin brings stiffness to your life. When you start sinning, when you on the internet or you're in a wrong relationship or you, you've, your marriage has gone funky or there's addictions around your life or all sorts of things that can happen around your life. I'm telling you, when you're in that place, your world feels clunky. You feel heavy. That's a horrible place to be and can cause paralysis, can cause sickness in your life. And Jesus addresses this thing called sin. And I reckon there was a, like a, a barrier that God was talking about because Jesus knew something. Jesus knew that you can get to heaven paralyzed. Jesus knew you can get to heaven with scoliosis in your life. Jesus knew you can get to heaven with depression in your life. But Jesus knows you can't get to heaven with sin in your life. Sin separates us from God. There's a barrier between us and God. And God is giving us a principle of healing. He says, get rid of sin so I can come into your life and do a miracle in your world. And so he says to this guy, his sins are forgiven. Then all these religious people go, oh, you know, he can't do that. He's like, only God could do that. I wonder if the worship team could join me. Only God forgive, forgive sin. And Jesus said, I know. He knew what they were thinking in their hearts. <laughs> do you know what? Tonight, listen to me. Jesus knows what you're thinking in your heart. He knows the struggles. He knows the pain. He knows the separation. He's not standing here angry. He's standing here with his arms open wide saying, come. I want you to come. Let your sins be forgiven. Let that heaviness fall off your life. I honestly believe if you knew how good it was, you'd run to the altar. If you knew what it was to be free again, you'd run. 
with your Christian friends, you're your Christian. With your non-Christian friends, you're a non-Christian. <laughs> the Bible says you're in the in-between. It's a horrible place to be in, in the in-between. God says in Revelation 3, it says, because you're in the in-between, you're not holocaust. I'll vomit you out of my mouth. Get rid of that in-between feeling. Give your life to Christ. Jesus says, listen, just to prove a point. Like in other words, this healing wasn't even the big deal. He's saying, just to prove a point. That's, that's a priority he put on relationship. That's a priority he put on removal of sin. He said, get up and take your mat and go home. When you give God sin, that paralysis leaves your life. That feeling of guilt leaves your life. You can be free. You know, when I was 15 years old, I was pretty broken, pretty messed up. But I remember the moment praying a 30-second prayer in a little lounge room with maybe 20 other young people, not fully knowing, not fully understanding what God would do in my life, but just knowing that I wanted God around me. But I remember when I walked out of that house and I sat in my car and I drove away, a feeling, a feeling of lightness, a feeling of that something had happened in my life. It's called being born again. You know what? The greatest miracle in somebody's life is actually when you become born again. And you can be free. You can be free from sin. You can be free from the guilt that you're feeling. His mercy is new for you every single day. And before we carry on and pray for other people, because God is real, I'd like to address the condition of our soul. Would you be honest to God? Would you give him one night where you'd just be honest? Say, God, this is just you and me. Okay, we're just going to do business. Because you know what? God's not giving out bad things. He wants, to, he wants to bless your life. The devil has come to rob, kill, and destroy, to put chains around your life. But God has come that you would have life and life in all of its full. I love the scripture that we've been using all weekend. The sun sets free. He's free indeed. You can be free tonight. You can be free from sin. You can be free from sickness, pain in your life. What I ask people to do all around the world, is I just ask people to do a simple thing, to ask this question to your soul. Am I in relationship with God? Not only am I a good person, <laughs> the mirror of the city, do I give to charity? But right now, am I in relationship with God? You know, when, we, when you pray a prayer like that, it's an honest prayer. It's not a manipulative prayer. It's an honest prayer between you and God. And you know what I know? God will talk to you just like that. But as soon as God talks to you, just because I know we're in a fight, so will the devil. But I'm asking you, don't listen to the devil. Listen to God. Push through. Let a miracle happen in your life. In fact, if the devil tries to talk to you, just say, mm -mm. Uh-uh, <laughs> not tonight. Tonight's about me, my life, my miracle. Something can shift for me. And give God this window. You've come this far. You can come one step closer. Get your life right with Him. And as you're praying that prayer, pondering that, pondering that prayer, I'm going to be praying for you. At the end of the prayer, 
I'm going to ask you to lift up your hand if you want to pray that prayer that I prayed when I was just 15 years old, asking Christ to come into my life, saying sorry for any wrongs. We're all going to pray this prayer out loud together so you don't feel alone or embarrassed. But I'd love to pray for you personally because we believe that this is the most important moment and it would be a wrong or a miss just to skip past this like it's not. But I believe there are numerous people here tonight. If you're honest, you need fresh touch from God. And I'm not talking about you missed your quiet time. I'm talking about you know inside your soul you're lost, but something needs to change. Come on, why don't we just do that right now? Why don't we just close our eyes? And for some people, even just to close your eyes could be like a hard thing, but you can do it. Just close your eyes in the presence of God. He's here tonight. And ask that question to your soul. Am I in relationship with God? God will talk to you. He'll speak to your heart. There'll be a knowing in your knower. There'll be a knowing whether you know that there's separation. You'll know if you're away from God. Let me pray for you as you're pondering that thought. God, I thank you for those people who are here, perhaps for the first time, maybe second time. They're saying, Andrew, it's true. I, I know about God, but I'm not in relationship with God. But something does have to shift with me. A miracle has to take place. I believe when I came to service today, there were, were numerous people who were feeling like, I cannot have another year like 2012. From this moment and beyond, something has to turn. Something has to shift in your life. Or maybe you're saying, Andrew, it is sin. A wrong relationship, an addiction, perhaps a secret sin that nobody else would know about but God as He searches our hearts tonight. He's saying, Andrew, I need to be free. I don't want to be lived in that bondage anymore, those chains that the devil's put around my life. Today I'm going to be free. Today I'm going to step into that place of victory. Or maybe you're saying, Andrew, you know what? If I was to face death like you had to as a teenager, I don't know where I'd be. If I got hit by a car or something tonight, I had to stand before God, I don't know if I'd be in heaven or hell. There'd be a fear and uncertainty around that moment. But would you pray with me so I can have a relationship with God, have an assurance of my salvation? Friend, if that's you, you're saying, Andrew, I'm... In one of those categories right now. Come on, just slip up your hand. I'll see it. Ask you to put it down. Thank you. Who else? You're saying, Andrew, that's me. Something has to shift. Something has to move in my life. Thank you. Who else? You're saying, please, today is that day where a miracle has to take place in my life. I know I'm away from God. Don't let the devil win. Not tonight. Tonight can be your night. Something can move in your life. Who else? You're saying, Andrew, that's me. Just lift up your hand so I can see it. I ask you to put it down. Thank you. Who else? Thank you over here. Who else? You're saying, Andrew, that's me. Something's going to turn. Something's going to move. Thank you so much over here. Who else? You're saying, Andrew, that's me. The power of God can touch your life. Don't you tell me there's not a fight for your soul. Don't tell me there's not a, a, a pushing, a pressure. There is because the devil doesn't want you to win. He says that as clear as crystal. He wants you to stay the same. He wants you to be beaten up, twisted, paralyzed. But you can be free. Tonight can be that night. If you would just give God this window and say, you know what? I'm going to push through. Let God do something amazing in your life. Who else is saying, Andrew, that's me? It's like, honestly, there's a whole bunch 
more people that just need to lift up your hand and say, yeah, I'm going to get this thing happening in my life tonight. Looking right over here, saying, yeah, that's me. Lift up your hand. I'm going to see it. See a miracle take place in your life. Over there, thank you so much. Who else? You're saying, Andrew, that's me. I've only got like 10 more seconds. Then I've got to go and we're going to pray for some more healing. But this could be the start of an amazing miracle that takes place in your life. Is there anybody else? You're saying, Andrew, I'm going to do this. That's wonderful. Every person lifted your hand. Would you do me the honor of just lifting it high enough? Maybe you haven't yet, but you know you should. Just do it right now so I can see. That would be awesome. Thank you. Who else is saying, Andrew, that's me? Thank you. Who else is saying, that's me? Thank you. Who else is saying, that's me? Over there, thanks. Thanks. Who else is saying, Andrew, give me a wave. I missed you. Over here, thanks. That's so great. Awesome. Let's give these guys a big, big hand, even just for doing that. Awesome. See that hand. Good job. Wonderful. That's so great. You know what? It took four friends <laughs> to get one person to church. It's a pretty interesting, like, ratio, isn't it? And even then he was paralyzed and just kind of, like, dragged him along. But you know what? That's what friends do. Friends look out for people. And you know what? I know that this is a friendly church. This is an awesome church. We've got the most friendly young uh, youth culture, young adults culture, the adults are just amazing. Before I came to church, I was like greeted about 16 times. You know that something's happening when you've got that kind of vibe happening. And you know, maybe you're sitting with a friend or a family member. Because I certainly remember those early days when I was first at church and everything was new and everything seemed, you know, like alive. And I feel like the guy at the front myself asks a lot of people on occasion ask people to bow their heads and pray and it's like wow what's happening but you know there's a stirring inside of you and what I'm going to ask is the band to sing a chorus as people come forward because we're all going to pray this prayer together but I would love to pray for you personally and listen maybe you've got a friend or a family member you're sitting with why don't you turn to them and say hey listen if you want to come come and see a miracle take place in their life. They don't need to put up their hand. Just come. Just come down the front. We're going to pray. And I promise you, you're going to feel something that you may have not, never felt before in your whole entire life. As you felt free, as you feel this thing lift off you, you can feel the presence of God come into your life. Do something amazing as you have that born-again experience or rededicate your life to Christ. So why don't we all stand? Before we clap, I just want you to turn to your friend or a family member. I want you to smile. You've got to show your teeth to do that. Say, hey, listen, if you want to come, I'll come. And those people lifted your hand, bring your friend, slip out of your seat. Let's give a big, big clap as people come right now. I want you to come. Thanks for listening to the C3 Church podcast. Visit us online at myc3church.net. Join us next time for more great teaching.